and welcome to the Howling Monkeys Comics. Today is Sunday, June 28th, 2020. Let's take a look and see what's happening in the funnies together, shall we? No, we shouldn't. What? Hello, everybody. M's here. How how you doing, M? <laughs> Good. Why, why did you say we shouldn't look at the comics today? Because they are not funny. Well, let's let the audience decide that for themselves. That's what we're here for, is to I don't help think them. We have an audience. We. we, we well, we might. I think. I think we've got. You know, it's a growing audience. I've only been doing this show for ten years, so ten we can't really. Ten years, and you still don't have an audience. I'm not. I'm not very good at marketing. It turns out. So. Anyway, let's uh let's look at the comics. And now that you're depressing me completely about my lack of ability to get this show to where people are listening to it, I just don't know what to do anymore. So uh, I'm just saying the truth. <laughs> you are just saying the truth. All right. Our. First comic of the day is Garfield by Jim Davis. In this episode, uh, John and Liz are just kind of standing there, and then they suddenly hear a sound that says, "What does that say?" Beetle, weedle, weedle, beetle, weedle, weedle, beetle, weedle, weedle. It says. So uh, they they look at that, um, and John picks up his phone and goes, "Nope, it's not my phone." Liz gets hers and goes, "Oh no, it's not mine either." And he says, "You know, we well, we." No, she said it must be mine, I'm, and then she says it's not mine. Either. I know. I'm I'm, I'm just. I don't read the whole thing because it would take forever. Yeah. It's just to kind of, I'm trying to compress it for the, the vast audience so that they don't get bored. So that's okay. But you're right. She goes, must be mine. And he goes, ah, we shouldn't have the same ringtone. And he goes, yeah. And she goes, well, yeah, it's not mine either. And then, hey, look, Garfield and Odie. Garfield, since uh, when the do, cat. Well, since when do humans let uh, pets have uh, phones? That's right. It's Garfield and Odie, a cat and a dog, and they have a phone. And... Okay, Garfield says it's not mine either, whereas Odie goes erf erf. So apparently Garfield can so talk. Garfield can talk, but the dog can't. What is the point of that? I, I don't know. I guess Gar. Well, he's not talking. Garfield's actually not talking. He's thinking. It's a thought balloon. Yeah, so but maybe still he talks. So maybe uh, yeah, he just he, he talks. So uh, I, I yeah. So anyway. All of them, Liz, John, Garfield, Nody, say that it's not their phone, and then they keep hearing this ringtone, and then suddenly we turn to our final panel, and it's a spider holding a tiny cell phone, and it says, "Yellow." Yellow, instead of hello, it says yellow. Mm, yellow is actually a word, so uh, no, but it's actually saying yellow. Because there are a lot of L's. Yeah, he draws it out. Yell. It's more like yellow, yellow, instead of hello. And regardless, the joke here is that um, a spider has a cell phone, and uh, that's funny because spiders nope, that's not funny. shouldn't have cell phones. But then again, but neither. Again, pets shouldn't. Yeah, why? Why is it funny that a spider has one, but it's not supposed to be funny that the dog and the cat have one? I don't. <sighs> that's the joke. There is that. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, that's Garfield. Our next comic of the day is Arlo. And Janice. In this episode, um, Arlo and Janice are just sitting out in the backyard, and uh, Janice says, "Hey, it sounds like thunder." And Arlo's goes, "Oh, relax. That storm's far miles from here." And then suddenly, there's a great big boom. Yeah, it's like a rope of light shooting down from the sky, and it says "boom." And then Janice is running, and they've knocked over their chairs. They ran so fast away, and and Arlo threw a cup in the air. And Janice says, they don't call it lightning for nothing. Um, no, I think they should call uh, it not lightning. Well, that would make as much sense as this joke. Uh, I don't I don't even get this joke. It's, no, not lightning. 
lightning. What? What? Because you... lightning means like lighting up the situation, and lightning doesn't really lighten up the situation. Well, it does. Yeah. It's not lighting. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make it better, granted, <laughs> but it it literally lights up the sky. It's a a, yes, a well, bolt I, of light. I'm, I'm saying it like. Lighten up something. Well, somebody needs to lighten up Arlo and Janice because this is not a joke. When she says they don't call it lightning for nothing, I guess she's saying, hey, there's light. So they called it lightning. And that's literally, yes, <laughs> correct. That's why they <sighs> call it that. So that's uh, Arlo and Janice. I guess they Janice. read their books on lightning. I guess they did. Our next comic of the day is Greg Evans's Luann. Um, in this episode, Luann is not featured. It's all secondary characters. It's it's Can Gunther. Two, two characters and two panels. It's two characters and two panels, and it's Gunther and a guy named Les, who I don't know who he is, but uh, but he, he he I don't know who this guy is, but he's got he's got a terrible haircut and a terrible goatee, and uh, Gunther goes, Les, is this your work? And he's looking at a refrigerator that has labeled you know, containers for each day of the week, Sunday, Monday, etc. And Les says, yeah, I figured pre-planned meals will save us trips to the store. And Gunther goes, hey, I can't believe you did that. Wait a minute, these are empty. And then Les gets very angry. He's, he's got an angry face. And he goes, oh, you expect me to do all the work? <sighs> the, the joke here is that he just put labels on empty containers and put them in the refrigerator. Uh, why did you choose this? Uh, because well, because it's a, it's a comic that people need to understand why it's supposed to be funny. Why because, is it funny? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is this that, is why I'm saying we shouldn't take a look at whatever these are. <laughs> well, no, the point. I'm trying to help people. This is this is the joke here is that he just put empty labels. He put empty label containers in and and acted like that was the main work when the real work is uh, you know, filling them with the food. But he didn't do that. And he's He's getting mad that people don't recognize what he did for himself. What he did, yeah, yeah. So that's funny. All right, our next comic of the day is is Mel Lazarus's mama, and for some reason, in the middle of summer, they've decided to run a comic that involves snow. So he, he, uh, two of Mama's kids are talking, and uh, they're outside playing in the snow, and they're going, "Hey, where's Mama? Why isn't she out enjoying the snow?" And they say, "Ah, she refused." All right, all right. I'm, again, I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not like literally saying everything it says. Because why would we do that? Uh, I don't know. Exactly. Just so just <laughs> to make this actually funny. This one, no. The key to this problem is not that they were. It was well crafted humor in the writing. It's <laughs> this is not brilliant writing that needs to. We're we're not looking at Shakespeare here. We're looking at Mel Lazarus. Where's Mama? Is she enjoying the snow? And the other one goes, no, she refuses to play with the snow. She waits for the snow to come to her. And then in the background, Mama, being chased by a giant Mama is running down a hill being chased by a giant boulder of just, snow. Just, like, just get out of the way. Yeah, just move out of the way. It's like she's Indiana Jones or something. But I don't know, one, why Mama is on a hill not wearing a coat. Or anything warm. She's just wearing her, her usual mama dress. And secondly, there's a, a giant snow boulder is chasing yeah, like, her. 
How did that come to her? This one, there's no, this one makes no sense because Wait, why maybe would. Maybe it came from the biggest snowman in the world. Maybe a snowman's head fell no, off. The and biggest. The biggest. Snowman. The world's largest snowman is attacking Mama, who is on a snowy hill with no protective clothing for the cold. So, I don't, man, what? Very timely there, the winter snowball attack on Mama in the in late June. All right. Our next comic of the day is Ziggy by Tom Wilson. And uh-oh, uh-oh, okay, this one has a little picture of a star with a wait, mask wait, on it. Wait, wait, you have to sing this. Okay, well, Ziggy, no, that's not, he's not singing it. He, yes. He's just saying, starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. Yes, that is, it's not like a, a song. song. It's not a song. It's like, like you say, you just say it to stars. <laughs> Have you never done this? Going outside the first time you've seen a star? <laughs> okay, well, we'll do it tonight. You go outside when the first time you see a star, you go, starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. Wish I may, wish I might have this wish come true tonight. And then you get your wish. And no, that's that's how don't. it. Well, no, you do. Every, don't. You're, no, they, it's just like shooting stars. They're a myth. Do not make a wish on them. <laughs> Wait a minute. Shooting stars are not a myth. They exist. No, they exist. But they do not make your wishes. They don't give you. They don't grant wishes. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, in this one, he, Ziggy's trying to do that to the first star he sees, and then the star goes, "Oh, wait a minute! I'm not the first star out tonight. We're just still practicing social distancing." And the joke here is that the star and Ziggy are referring to our current coronavirus situation, and the stars I can't make a joke are, are well, and and you clearly you can't hear because this isn't funny. Uh, but the stars are staying at least six feet apart. But of course, astronomically, stars are nowhere near six feet together anyway under any set of circumstances, or else there would be chaos, galaxies would be destroyed, uh, black holes would probably be created, and that's how you get Thanos. So that's what we're doing there. Is Thanos came from like something else. He may, he, well, I don't know what Thanos came from. All right, so that's it. It's a social distancing joke involving a star, and that's the point of that. Our next comic of the day is Mutt's in the... Okay, in this episode, the dog is in one of those little inflatable pools in the backyard, and and the cat is leaping at the pool, and the dog goes, what? And the cat yells, what is the cat saying? Pool party! Whoopee! Whoopee! Pool party! And the cat's like in midair, and the dog goes, hey, don't cats hate water? And then there's just a panel where nobody says something, and then the cat says, yeesh. Yesh. Yes. He says yes because this cat. So the so one panel the cat is literally suspended in midair. Yeah. The next panel he's still suspended in midair, <laughs> looking at the water, and he goes yes, because <laughs> this yes. cat has a weird speech impediment where occasionally it makes an S and H sound when it's trying to say yes, but not always. In this case, it says yes, and that's the end of the joke. The joke here is that one cats hate water, so it won't doesn't want to go in the pool. <laughs> Secondly. It hates water so much, it has managed to use its superpowers to suspend itself in midair. And three, it's a talking cat. So, that's the joke. Um, but that's a talking dog, too. You know? It's a talking dog. That's true. It's a talking dog and a talking cat. It's all it's all madness. Probably talking humans, too. Well, yes, there is a talking human in Mutt's. There's, there's, I think the lady that owns them is, is there. All right. Our next comic of the day is Mort Walker's Beetle Bailey. In this episode, Beetle... Goes up to the bulletin board and sees, uh-oh, we have a exercise session tonight at 11. Uh, and he's like, oh, man, come on. I've worked all morning. I'm out of here. And then so, good old Sarge, who has this color uniform that no one has. It's orange. Because he's like the 
the captain. He's a sergeant. Yeah, he's Sergeant Snorkel. And uh, Beetle's like leaving and Sergeant goes, hey, I'm going to get you and starts chasing him. So Beetle, to avoid the exercise class session, climbs up the roof, runs across the roof, leaps across the roof, leaps into a bucket of trash and ends up at the dump. And then Sergeant is there with him the whole time and grabs him and says, okay, come on, we have an exercise session at 11. And Beetle goes, didn't we just do it? The joke here is that uh, is that uh, Beetle was running around, and as a result, uh, he feels he already got his exercise. Yeah. Get it? Um. See, he's so lazy, he's trying to avoid exercise, but in so doing, he's probably worked out more than he would have had he just gone to the, the correct uh. session. <sighs> Because I'm trying to explain jokes to people, and many uh, people enjoy Beetle Bailey. It's an old, a good old comic. Uh, yeah, but that doesn't mean we have to do it every time. We don't do it every. We don't do Beetle Bailey every time. Uh, yeah, uh, we do. We we don't. We don't do Beetle Bailey every time. So we did just do it today. Our next comic. We didn't do it. We we don't do it. We don't do it a lot. It's like not every time we do. I think we we do Dennis the Menace more than than Beetle Bailey. And here's Dennis the Menace now. Dennis Menace, this week's episode is entitled Six Feet of Separation. Okay, so Mr. Wilson's on the phone. He slams the phone down. And this is horrible. Mrs. Wilson goes, hey, who is that, George? And Mr. Wilson says, it was the coronavirus. <laughs> Which, one, really inappropriate. Two, Dennis the Menace, I thought, was kind of not set in any particular time frame because this kid's been like six for like the past 50 years. Um, but now they've dated him that, as being current. That happens as like... For like, um, like let's say every movie I know, every show I know, well, but, every yeah, but, comic but uh, I've read, every, yeah, but no, this one, but Dennis the Menace has been like, like, uh, never mind, fine. <laughs> so they're doing topical humor by George is calling Dennis the Menace the coronavirus because that's really whatever, and it was not uh, anyway. So he goes, okay, yeah, he wants to come over for milk and cookies, and Martha says, well, go easy on him. He probably just wants to see if we're okay. And George, Mr. Wilson's, like, saying, I take social distancing very seriously. I even stand six feet away from myself when I look at the mirror. <sighs> the joke here is that Mr. Wilson uh, takes social distancing seriously, even from his own reflection. And that's uh, just proving that that Hank Ketchum is uh, keeping keeping up with um, modern... Wait, wait. Did you just say Hank Ketchup? No, no, yes, Hank Ketchup, the creator of Dennis the Men, <laughs> Dennis the, the Menace. He, his partner Frank Mustard was, uh, was, was, is retired from the game. So uh, they're hoping to get some help from Jerry Mayonnaise next week. But, uh, but Sally Relish is really going to get involved. But what happened to ranch dressing? <laughs> ranch dressing is, uh, is not going to be getting involved anymore uh, after, after that. So, um. Anyway, there there you go. Dennis the Menace on six feet of separation. Our next... Oh, yes! Our next comic is Slylock Fox. I thought you said this was your favorite. This is not my favorite. This is... Uh, okay, Slylock Fox is a bunch of dumb things. It's uh, it's like spot the differences between two panels. You know, kids enjoy that. Because, like, you know, in this one, there's like a bear being attacked by bats. And I don't know, maybe one of the bats has a hat or something in one panel and done in the next. 
I don't know. I'm not going to bother. Uh, but the, the main thing in Slylock Fox is a mystery. And in this one, and in this mystery, Slylock Fox needs to get a written message to an informant's house, but he's being followed by an evil raccoon, apparently. <laughs> Uh, and he doesn't want anyone t- telling him, tailing him to see where the message is going. What'll he do? Now he's on a street that with a, that's in the middle of the town square, I guess. And there's a, a shoe repair shop and a flower shop. And Slylock Fox is walking down the street with his little friend, the mouse, who has on no shirt but pants and a hat. Wait, uh, wait, is so, he wearing boots in that? Oh, no, no, he's wearing boots on the... He's not wearing... No, that's... that's <laughs> in, no, that's, forget about the boots. That's another thing uh, unrelated to anything. So the mystery is... How, with the information you have, and now you have enough information to figure it out. Uh, and, and it looks like, wait, it looks like Mickey Mouse is in the window upstairs. Yeah, there. Do you know, see that? Right? That's weird. Yeah, right? like... I don't know. That's, that's, <laughs> the, the Disney people are going to be, going to be suing Slylock Fox over well, there. Wait, actually, I think those are, that's the shape of the curtains. Oh, maybe, no, no, I think it's, I think it's a reflection of, of Mickey Mouse who's visiting Slylock Fox for some reason. <laughs> anyway, so how is Slylock Fox going to get the message to the informant without the raccoon? Knowing where he's going, we'll give you a minute to figure that out. Pretty tricky. Pretty tricky. Okay. All right. Have you figured it out, Em? Do you know my what the? Guess, uh, my guess is very, very weird. But, what, um, what? What is your guess? He goes to the flower shop uh-huh. and makes like a flower of him, like a flower thing of him. <laughs> uh, like a flower thing of Slylock Fox. He he uh. Oh, like he makes a fake, he makes a, a, a something like a decoy that, yeah, that looks so, like himself. So. <laughs> I told you it was weird. Well, I, that's a good guess, but I don't think it's the answer they're looking for. Here's the answer they're looking for. Slylock will order the flowers to be delivered to the informant and he'll put a message with a delivery. See, so. Oh, wow. So, that makes so, yeah. a lot of sense. You know, another option for Slylock Fox would have been, you know, pick up the phone. <laughs> And call the guy. That would have been that would have been easier than this convoluted going and buying flowers business. But I don't know. Maybe Slylock only had his address, but not his so phone number. This is what Slylock Fox does all day. Oh no! Wait, I'm not. I'm I'm wrong. No, no, no. He he he's not even getting a delivery. Oh no, no. Yes, that's okay. I'm sorry. That is what he did. But then to avoid suspicion, I forgot this part. He left the flower shop carrying a single rose so the the raccoon wouldn't know that he had set up this delivery he just thought that slylock fox wanted to go buy a rose for some i don't know if there's a mrs slylock fox suspicious about somebody delivering uh well slylock fox is always thinking like eight moves ahead because he's very smart so uh he's just taking care of all contingencies there so that well he's he's a slylock fox uh okay that now now every every time with Slylock oh, Fox, yes. there's a how to draw something, and this one. <laughs> okay, so uh, wait, how did they get to that? That's my question. How uh, did they get? To well, that? let's just say what it is. It's how to draw a basketball so, player. So what did so, they do? So step number one, I'm gonna do it the way they do it. So this is just step number one. Like, I don't know how to describe that. Um, what? Yeah, you draw. How do you describe that? Well, you draw like a a boy. With no hands and but, uh, no hair, but he's got leg. Step one is to draw an entire human being, <laughs> except for their hands and hair and, and clothes. Uh, no, he's got his feet. He just doesn't have. Okay. And then, as the next step, it's just put on the hands and then put some put hair clothes. stubs. Get a little clothes, hair stubs. Yeah. Stubs 
ears and mouth, and then it's draw it. And, and step three. Yeah. But here is the way they should do it. So this will turn into like maybe uh, 50 things. Okay, well, no, we're not. No. Okay. No. <laughs> no. I would just no. turn it into no. 10. <laughs> just 10 then. Um. <sighs> So we draw the shorts and then the body with just okay. arms, but not really hands. Yeah. And then you draw the head. Uh huh. Then uh feet. Sure. Well, <laughs> and then step number three. We're only on three. Okay, good. good. That's good. All right. And then you add the uh, eyes. Uh huh. <laughs> then the nose. Sure. Yep. <laughs> then uh the mouth. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh um hair and uh. The shorts. Are we done yet? <laughs> no. Um, and the shoes. Uh-huh. And then you uh, color it all, and then you uh, put little poofs under him. Little poofs that show he's running. <laughs> yeah, those are the speed of and running then, poofs. And uh, like, little lines that get bigger and bigger. Right, that show him his drip. Like, uh-huh. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little oh, shadows. and then uh, shadows. Yep. So, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Told you I wouldn't really break it into, like... We are going to stop doing Sly Log Fox. That's all there is to that. We're just going to have to stop doing this one. Because, man. <sighs> okay, good. We now know how to draw a basketball player in 400 easy steps. All right, our next comic of the day is Barney Google and Snuffy Smith. In this episode, uh, I'm going to skip, like, part of it, is uh, Snuffy's up to no good. Like, he's he's trying to steal somebody's chicken, and he's the sheriff. And then he's he's goes to a place that says no fishing, but he's fishing, and he sees the sheriff, and he goes, "Dad, Dad, burn it." Then he, Dad, Dad, burn it. He says, and then he's hiding behind a tree, and he sees the sheriff, and he goes, "Geesh, there's the sheriff." And then then the, he's hiding behind a rock, and he sees the sheriff, and he goes, "Gall, dang it, that sheriff seems to be everywhere I go today." Today, and, today, t- today, today, like it's T apostrophe day. Right. That's well. That's you know. That's snuffy. And then in the final uh, panel, the sheriff is is visiting some guy who's painting little stand-ups of the sheriff, little wooden cutouts of the sheriff. And he says, Thar working bodacious good, Gary. Paint me up five more of them. Joke here is that is that Snuffy Smith is being tricked by fake sheriff cutouts, and it's therefore reducing crime in uh, whatever hollow this is that they live in. I don't know where Snuffy Smith lives, but there you go. That's a joke there. See, get it? They, they're not really the sheriff every time. That's Wait, a joke. Th- then why did they think it if he's not even moving? Well, because, you know, Snuffy is not very, very smart, I guess. Nobody <laughs> I guess. in any of these comments are smart. Well, I think if people were smart, it would it would, it would, would ruin the comedy of the, uh, the alleged comedy of the comic. That's what for comedy. sure. What comedy indeed. Our next comic of the... Yes! <sighs> the family... Oh! Oh! Yes! Uh, yes. Oh, yes! All right. In this episode, Dolly is calling to mom and says, Mommy, you need to come in here. And then we cut to the kitchen where Val pokes her very exhausted face in while Dolly's pointing at PJ on the floor, who's made a huge just mess. He's got garbage on the floor. And, like, what else is in there? There's a bunch of pots. There's a lemon. There's a lemon on the floor. I don't know why lemon was the first thing that came to There's a half peeled banana. There's just, there's like. Some cereal some boxes. cereal boxes, some eggs, just 
all sorts of junk. The paper towels have all been unwound. I don't know how PJ the baby got to the paper towel dispenser, which is like way above his head, but he yeah. did. He climbed up there or something. Right. Well, they shouldn't put the stools like in like right. That yeah, there's like a, like a step. There is. There's a little stool than a big stool, so that That's perfectly designed so a baby <laughs> can climb up into the counter. And uh, Dolly, when mom comes in, and goes, I think PJ. Another gross spurt. Another gross spurt. The joke. <laughs> the joke here is that young children go through growth spurts where they, you know, suddenly grow a lot over a short period of time. But in this case, Dolly says it's a gross spurt because he's made a mess. That's the joke there. This is why it's the funniest comment, because it makes you annoyed. <laughs> Someone, like, came up with this idea, thought it was funny, <laughs> spent time drawing it, inking it, coloring it, writing in the words, turned it into somebody. It's now in newspapers across the world and online at uh, various comic sites um, to say You're gross spurt. It's it's a gross spurt, not a growth. It's a gross. Uh, I, I don't think you need to explain this one. It's a gross spurt. It's a gross spurt. Yeah, that's funny. No, <laughs> no, it is not. <sighs> Finally today, Andy Cap is drunk. This program is brought to you by Law Dog Productions, LLC. We're on the web at HowlingMonkeyRadio.com, where you can find our other shows and content. You can also learn about ways to support our efforts there. You can reach us through our email address, info at HowlingMonkeyRadio.com. Hey, Dad.